Can you go out to restaurants? If I have the energy to deal with, you know, putting a happy face on, sometimes I don't feel like that. Now, you seem a bit the reluctant star. Well, the problem is it's you can't have one without the other. You can't have the football fame and not the other stuff. So in a lot of ways, I've created this myself. <laughs> it's what you always wanted. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It has. And I didn't think it came with all the other baggage, though. The most eligible bachelor in America. Well, it's very flattering. Um, but at the same time, I don't think I sleep any better at night being that. No way. You mean like alone or not alone? <laughs> what did you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but with all that money, fame, and career accomplishments, we were surprised to hear this from him. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and, and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey, man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life is me. I thank God. It's got to be more than this. What's the answer? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Tom Brady, he says, there's got to be more in life than this. And I think a lot of times... That's where we're at. A lot of people, we think that if, you know, if I could, man, if I could be like Tom Brady, I'd have it made. I, I would think that would be like the, the pinnacle. And you may hate Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is the, the most decorated, he's one of the most championships of any football player ever. And he's at the top. And, he, uh, and I think about this in our series, Twisted, where we talked about that we've made in the image of God. But sin, the enemy, our choices have twisted that image so that we have this longing. We talked about the first week, this, this twistedness uh, of pride, how that God created us in his image to humble, but man, we, we twist it and we become prideful. And then last week, we talked about that God created us uh, uh, to be generous and we twist it and we're greedy. We become greedy. Really easy. And, and a lot of these are real subtle. And, and today we're going to talk about desire. And desire, desire is a, a, a little bit different. And I'm going to tell you in just a second, because desire is kind of this uh, God-given thing that we have. As a matter of fact, uh, we're all in an earnest search for fulfillment. We are. We're all, I don't care who you are, you want some kind of fulfillment, some kind of purpose, some sort of satisfaction, some sort of lasting enjoyment. As a matter of fact, I think about, uh, uh, you know, in 1987, you two came out with a song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. A lot of people, this sums up their life. They are just in this constant search. And even if you're a follower of Christ, sometimes you can get in this search because it just kind of gets twisted along the way. We were and are created for enjoyment, both God's and ours. We were and are desire that we were, that you've got this God-given desire to enjoy things. And that's okay. Created for enjoyment, for God's enjoyment, for God to enjoy us, that we are created for this. You know, I've got two grandkids and, and one of them right now loves me almost more than anybody. And this is where my pride comes in. I'm trying to keep it down, y'all. So the twisted pride. But Carter, when he sees me, he goes like this. And I go, yes, sir. 
because he enjoys me. And I don't know why, or you don't know why either. But I enjoy it. And we've all got this thing inside of us that this God-given desire for enjoyment. And I want to share a couple of scriptures just talking about that, that it, that's good. You know, this week at VBS was fun. It was fun. Uh, uh, you know, Cameron said exhausting. It was exhausting. You know, I, I'm 57 years old, you know, getting home at 10 and 11 o'clock for four nights in a row. I, you know, I used to do that all day long. Now I'm like, what in the world's wrong with me? And having kids scream and yell and be chaos. I mean, it was fun. It was great. We enjoyed every minute of it. And that's okay. I want you to just look at the scripture here when it talks about, he says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. This shout with joy, not, not this shout, like the, we're going to shout with joy. We're going to enjoy the Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness. Like, man, I'm glad. This, this emotion inside of me is good that I'm enjoying the Lord, enjoying the community, be, being alive. I'm just happy to be alive and to be following the Lord. Come before him with singing and joy. You know what's funny about singing? You know, people who sing and whistle, those are usually those people are usually happier. Have you ever noticed that? They're usually just happier. They just got a little, little singing thing going on. And, and you know, surveys show that a lot of people have uh, this rhythm in their life that when nobody's around, they're singing or humming. They got a little beat to them, you know what I'm talking about? And, and somebody should, when somebody, they stiffen right back up. But he talks about just singing of joy to the Lord, just being happy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. Man, we're enjoying this. We are the people, the sheep. We're his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, man. Just this acknowledgement of the good, the goodness of God in our life. His unfailing love continues forever and ever. His faithfulness continues to each generation. That this whole scripture here talks about that, man, we were made for enjoyment. We are to enjoy the Lord. That that is a great thing when you and I live in that capacity, man. I'm just enjoying who the Lord is, what he's done in my life, and just excited about it, glad, singing so much. And then look at the scripture right here. And this is the way to have eternal life. Jesus said this, to know you, the only true God. He talks about this is the way to have eternal life. That we, it's actually life-giving, this, this way that we live, this desire that God has given us. It's life-giving when it's done right. This, this desire we have is life-giving. But the problem is that sin has twisted our desires so that we yearn for lesser things. Sin has twisted our desires so that we yearn for lesser things. We chase stuff. We're constantly chasing. We think that, that we honestly believe if I would have the life of Tom Brady or whatever celebrity you have, that man, I would be happier, that my life would be better. If I had this or had that or whatever it is, we just think, man, it would be better. That, 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 but this is just a twisting of desire. Now let's talk about desire saying. Desire is not wrong. Desire is not wrong. Jesus said that right before he was to go to the cross, they had the Passover meal. He says, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover meal with you. It's not wrong to have desire. He had this desire. What happens is, is that, man, we desire things that are just not that great for us. Just 
not what we really need. And sin twisted and these things rise up. This past week, I was at a stop sign. You know how a stop sign works. You stop and then when it's your turn, you get to go. Everybody know how that works? Well, it was my turn and somebody went. You ever been there? The simplest thing in the morning, it was just a simple thing in the morning. What made me mad? Did ever anybody like that? And I wanted to throat punch them. You know what I'm saying? That was my desire. Like, that's not supposed to, that was my turn. It's my turn. I waited. You know, it's your turn. You stop, and then it's my turn. Of course, they were gone, long gone. And I've thought about that. This whole, the desires we get. Something happens, and we have these desires. Like, I'm going to get mad, and I'm going to tell you off, because I have this desire. I desire I'm going to do that. And it feels good in that moment, doesn't it? Where I have this desire to eat a bag, a whole bag of chips before I go to bed. I mean, you know, I'm going to eat a whole, have you ever done that? Maybe not, okay. I have. <laughs> loved every minute of it, the moment. I'm just telling you, in the moment, I loved every minute of it. Later that night, you're waking up, man, I was getting some Tums. What's wrong with me? I'm stupid and wake up and wonder why I'm gaining weight. You know, I can't lose any weight because you know a whole bag of chips. We have desires. We do. We have desires. We have, we, they're all kinds. Listen. I'm going to use some other words. Cravings. Lust. We all have them. And you can't help having them. But they become twisted when we think we've got to have them. They become twisted when we think, well, I've got to fulfill this. They become twisted when they become the most important thing in your life to the point to where, you know, you're going to turn your back on the Lord. Like, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to run. I'm going to chase after this. This is what I need. I need this. I need, I need that right there. I don't, I don't need you. I need that. Some scriptures here. Jesus talking about, I say anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery. He talks about that. We've, we've got these, we've got these, that we look lustfully at things. Not just sexually. We look lustfully at things. Envious of people, possessions, their circumstances, their status, their accomplishments. Man, we, 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 we lust after things like that. Listen, there's a wannabe rock star in all of us. Man, we think, man, I'd love to have that fame. And this twistedness wells up inside of us, and it's like this battle of, I want to do what's right, I want to follow the Lord. And this twistedness comes from the fact that, that we have sinned, that we, the, the scriptures say that, that, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is everybody, that you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, that we've all fallen short of God's standard, that, that we've all sinned and that the wages of sin is death, that, that we've, we've died and this death isn't just spiritual, but it's, 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 this death is relational, it's physical, this, this, this death is also in our choices that we choose wrongly because of the death of sin, because of sin. We're yearning for life. And we're looking for it everywhere, everywhere and everything. And we think, if I just had this, if I had that, if I just had this one more thing. And the scriptures say this. 
But I say to you, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants you to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. This, you, you, and you know this battle. You know this battle. This is you at the stop sign. Instead of, so when somebody pulls out, instead of saying, hey, you know, Lord bless them, you, you got this battle. I, I want to do something. Or, or somebody says something to you, you want to say something back. Or, 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 or something happens. Or you want to pursue and chase something that you know you shouldn't. And it's just this, this battle going on. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. This twistedness in all of us. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Have you ever been there? I think we're there every day. The enemy's real good of telling us we deserve, that God's holding out on us. Make your own way. If it feels good, do it. That you do you. That's the you do you. You just do you. And so all along we're looking for life. Man, I've got to have life. There's got to be more. John writes in First John. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world only offers a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. And these are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away. See, we choose things that are lesser things. We go after things that are going to fade along with everything that people crave. But the one who does what God pleases will live forever. Well, I don't know how this works in your life. I can tell you how it works in my life. God will let me go. He'll let me choose. There are moments in my life, listen to me, where I don't want to do what the Lord wants. That's my flesh. I'm just telling you. I think about the song Rich Mullins wrote. Uh, he had a line in one of his songs where he said, I'd rather fight you for the things that I want than take what you give that I need. And so many times, man, I want to do that. I, wanna, I don't want to obey. I don't want to do what he wants me to do. I want to fight him. I want to go my way. I deserve this. And you know what I found? The Lord will let me. Listen, he will. He'll let me go. He'll say, all right, you want to pursue that? You go ahead. Because he loves me. And I'm going to tell you this, I'm 57 years old, hear me. Every time I've ended up in the same place, hollow, empty. You want to chase this? Go ahead, Gary, Lord, chase it. Go ahead. Go ahead. God let you go away. Chase it. Run. Chase it. And you know what? I may get it. it. It may be something sinful. It may be just a wrong desire. It may be the wrong place priority in my life. And every time I come to the same place, hollow, empty. And every time, I think, what was I thinking? You ever been there? What was I doing? See, you and I all have desires. 
And they, they yearn, they yell, they scream. Feed me, pursue me, come after me. You need, this is what you're looking for. This is it, this is it. This is the one thing. And I'm telling you, every time it's going to end up in the same place, emptiness. So what's the answer? The answer today is to deny yourself and follow Jesus. To deny yourself and follow Jesus. You remember in Home Alone when, when Kevin was missing, and this is real spiritual here, deep, Home Alone. <laughs> I know people, the, the East Campus guys, the elders are like, where is this guy going? Home Alone. It's real serious. In Home Alone, Kevin's mom is going through and she's like, something's missing. You remember that? She's on his plane. She goes, something's missing. And you put the garage door down. Did we turn the coffee pot off? Did, did we lock everything up? Did we set the alarm? And all of a sudden she goes, Kevin, this is what happens in our life. But man, we start thinking, I'm, something's missing, something's missing. And we start thinking all these things. Is it this? Is it this? Do I need a better job? Do I need more money? Do I, do I need this? Do I pursue that? I need a relationship. I got to get something new, bigger, better. And then in moments of clarity, listen, you hear this? Jesus. Heard a testimony at Celebrate Recovery a couple weeks ago. We have a phenomenal recovery ministry. It meets Thursday nights at the East Campus at 7 o'clock. Heard this. The woman was a counselor. She went to a counselor. And the counselor, she'd had all these issues, and the counselor said, you need a little Jesus. She started going to Celebrate Recovery after that. Accepted Christ, her life has changed. You see, the answer for you and I is to deny yourself and follow Jesus. It's not just to deny yourself. That's miserable. That's, that's miserable. Like when I deny myself, I can go all day without eating. I know you don't believe it by looking at me, but I can. Go all day without eating. But tell me I can't eat and I want to eat everything in the house. The answer is not to deny yourself. That's miserable. And the answer is not just to follow Jesus because you can't follow Jesus unless you're going to deny yourself. It can't be, well, I'm just going to follow Jesus, but I'm not going to deny myself. The answer is to deny yourself and to follow Jesus Christ. That's what he's calling. He's calling, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Do what I do. Trust me. Let me untwist the twist in your heart when it comes to your desires. Look at the scripture right here. Jesus is calling to the crowd. Then calling to the crowd to join his disciples. He said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? See, denying yourself and following Jesus Christ is what we all need to do. It's the answer to the twist in our desires. I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to look to him. I'm going to build my life on his teaching and his words and his spirit living inside. I'm going to accept him as my savior and follow him. There's a quote by C.S. Lewis to wrap this up. He says, 
if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. Listen to me. You were made for another world. You were made for, you were built for eternity. Not for here. It's not about just, just I'm going to get this and that and have this. It's about following Christ. You were made for another world. That he is to be our ultimate desire. And Jesus called to you is the same as we said, if you want to be his follower, then come, come on. And so here's how I want to close. We're going to sing a song, song of decision where give you a chance to reflect. But if you're like me, there's times in your life, man, you need to repent. And the word repent just means to turn back to God, to acknowledge that the way I'm going, the path I'm choosing, I just need to turn around. That's hard to do sometimes. It's very humbling to do. But maybe that's the decision you need to make today. Or maybe you've never understood that, man, Jesus is what you've been looking for. Your whole life is he's the one you've been looking for. And he's available today. And maybe you need to make a commitment to Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm going to ask the band to go on, on the stage and I'm going to ask you to stand and sing. But I'm going to pray for you now. Father, our desires get twisted. We end up pursuing lesser things. And it's always hollow when we get them. We always think there's got to be something else. There's got to be more. Father, I pray today that we would see that you are what we need. You are what we are longing for. That we were made for enjoyment. And we're never going to be fulfilled until we find you. So, Lord, I pray for the person here today that's never understood that you're the answer, that you need, they need you. And, Lord, I pray for the person here today or the persons here today that, but we just need to turn back to you. Just acknowledge that, man, we just, we've wandered. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for going to the cross for us. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Would you stand with us and sing? If you have a decision to make, we'd love to see you.